The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. You're listening to the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on the home of 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. It is on 2.35 on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. Andrew will be back on Monday. Lots of texts coming in sharing about how you're feeling about the news today. And uh, yeah, I know you're feeling heavy. It's It's got you down. You're feeling sad. You're... You're angry. So for right now, let's change things up a little bit. I really want to switch things up a little bit on this Friday afternoon. Let's head out to rural Alberta where the Bruderheim School with 130 students from kindergarten to grade six has doubled the number of recess breaks. To find out why, we're joined by the principal of Bruderheim School, Paul McKay. Hi, Paul. Hi, Jalen. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So um, I was really interested um, to hear this story. Not too long ago, I was actually watching a documentary. I think it was on 60 Minutes or one of the features on 60 Minutes talking about uh, it was a it was a school in the States uh, who was actually taking the classrooms outside that for the most part, the kids were learning, whether it's math or English or geography, they, they were outside and, and the kids were really encouraged to play. There was a lot of playtime involved at this school school as well. And so when I heard about your school doubling the amount of recess, I thought, okay, I'm going to pick your brain on this one. Why did you decide to do this, Paul? Well, do you know what? We got together as a staff in the spring of last year, and uh, at the school, we're always looking for different ways that we can encourage our students to be more engaged in class. We've been doing a lot of stuff around the self-regulation of student behavior and leading up to this program, which basically, you know, trying to educate kids on how to remain more focused and some strategies to use when they become a little bit less focused. And so our interest in this recess program sort of grew out of that. And so we did a little bit of research, and one of the places that we landed on was the Finnish school system, who has really adopted an approach like this to recess where they spend about 45 minutes in class before they would have an outdoor break of 15 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And, and what was their success? What did their success look like? Yeah, well, one of the things that um, in the educational climates at this time, Finland is the school system that everybody kind of looks to. <laughs> it's a very high-performing school system, and so we thought rather than reinventing the wheel, we would look at somebody that was having some success, mm-hmm. and uh, we decided to try to adopt that model at our school. Paul, uh, so when you wanted to make this change and adopt this this new policy, did you have to jump through many hoops to do so? Did you have to go to the board and say, this is what we want to do? Yeah, no, actually, we're really lucky here in Elk Island Public Schools where we're given the opportunity to explore different ideas and try different six-week projects with students, you know, understanding that everything that we're trying to do is in the best interest of our students. So I had lots of support. Uh, support from parents, staff, and definitely support from our students. I bet you you did. So tell me, Paul, what does uh, three or four recesses a day look like at your school? Yeah, sure. So we uh, we obviously had to take into consideration that we have a minimum amount of educational minutes that we need to fulfill through the day. And so we looked at our schedule and talked a little bit about how we would be able to do that. And so what we basically designed is our school, kids start school at about 8.25 in the morning, which is our normal start time. They go to class for about an hour, and then they head outside for a recess. Our first recess is an instructional recess where all of our staff, including myself and our educational assistants and everyone in the building, heads outside with the students 
to engage them in play, to join them in the games that they're running outside, maybe start their own game, and sort of establish what that healthy, active recess looks like. And then everybody comes back in. We have another hour of class. Then we go out for another recess, which is more of your traditional style recess, where the kiddos go out and do their own thing. And then we kind of rinse and repeat for the rest (laughs) of the day. An hour in, uh, 15 minutes out. An hour in, 15 minutes out until we finish our day at 3 o'clock. I'm curious. I've always, you know, it's been a long time since I've been in uh, grade 6, for example, but I know, is it hard to settle the kids back down after they come in from uh, from recess? Part of me would think that you might lose some extra teaching time at that point uh, four times a day. Yeah, you know, I mean, historically, when you have your limited amount of recesses, we actually found it more challenging to bring them in with them having the knowledge that there was only going to be maybe one other one throughout the day. So with the repetitive amounts of recesses, and and we met with the kids before we decided to put this project into play and told them that they had a bit of a responsibility to make sure that this thing was successful, and that had to do with how well they got in and out of the building. And so (laughs) we've got a good leadership group amongst our student body, and they've done such an excellent job. And the time that we might be losing, you know, a minute here, a minute there, and the teachers are reporting back that the kids are actually engaged for longer times during instruction. Wow. So they feel like they're making that up as they're in the classroom. So what's it like getting a whole bunch of kids in and out of snowsuits this time of year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a concern that our, especially our kindergarten and grade one teachers, they, they were a little bit apprehensive when we started. But one of the things that we have is uh, we got good student leaders that will often go and help the kids. They're helping. Uh, the younger ones get their things on and off. And actually what we're really noticing is that practice makes perfect. Our little ones are actually doing an amazing job of getting in and out quickly. So Awesome. Uh, Paul McKay, the principal at Bruderheim School, joining me this afternoon. It's uh, at that school where they've doubled the number of recess breaks from uh, two to four. Um, has this been done in this province or in Canada before, Paul? Yeah, not to my knowledge. A few people that I've been speaking with over the time that we've had the opportunity to share this project have different iterations of it. I've heard of like a free air Friday where the students will go outside and spend the morning doing their instruction outside and different activities that are curricularly aligned. But as far as structuring the recesses throughout the day, no, I'm not aware of anyone. Have you been getting any blowback on it at all? I can see some folks saying, oh, yeah, just what kids need is more playtime. They should be in the classroom learning, you know, this this generation of, you know, whatever. I can ju- I can see it happening. Um, have you have you heard any of that? Yeah, you know, I, you stumble across it when you look at the stories and the Facebook posts and different things along those lines, but I need to tell you that 99% of the feedback has been extremely positive, understanding that this is just what kids need in order to be engaged, in order to be active and clear their minds and just be better learners in general. So I, I couldn't have been more pleased with the reaction. All righty, so let's talk results. What are you seeing as far as results go in the classroom? Yeah, so we just started it this year, and we've just had our first-term report cards go out. And, the, and I'm pleased to say that we've, we've noticed a couple of areas, albeit early. Um, our attendance is up about 5% overall, and uh, that is really focusing in on some of our kids that wow. were chronically absent up until that point. And I'm starting to get parents, especially with the added exposure that we've had, popping into the office and sharing with me that they're also noticing results on the first report card. Um, students coming home maybe even with less homework because they're a little bit more attending in class and doing those types of things. So 
we started to notice those results, and we're certainly going to track those right through to the end of the year. We've got our reading that we took, uh, reading results we took at the beginning of the year, and we sort of test those throughout mm-hmm. the year, and hopefully we're going to be able to see that growth as well. Paul, I can hear excitement in your voice about this. Oh, I really am. Um, one of the things that when I get asked about how are you measuring the success, it's one of those intangible things that you just can't put a number on. But what mm-hmm. I do know is that I have happy and I have healthy kids at my school, and that's what I'm most excited about. Yeah, and isn't that what isn't that what we want? Happy and healthy children. So you said you're going to keep uh, analyzing. So what? Uh, before I let you go, what does that look like? How does that analyze uh, analyzation? I guess happen, and how do you determine? If it's, if it's a success and if you're going to do it again. Yeah, so, so you, you don't want to necessarily put all of your eggs in one basket. Like I said, that just that overall enjoyment and, and the engagement that we've seen with our students is, is for me, reason on, enough to keep moving forward. But certainly we're going to keep track of our provincial achievement test results. Um, we do some standardized reading testing at the beginning of the year that we can retest throughout the year, and we'll look to see if those... And then, of course, going back to our parents as well and getting some feedback from them to see if they've noticed changes in their children. And we'll put all of those bits and pieces together and work as a staff together to decide if this is going to be something we'll continue doing moving forward. And I think the important part to remember for folks listening uh, out there in, in Chedville is that the kids are still getting the required amount of learning teaching time. Yeah, absolutely. We were really cognizant of that, and we had to adjust our our timetable a little bit. One of the adjustments we did have to make is usually the lunch hour recess is about 20 to 25 minutes sometimes when they're outside and certainly in those January days that can be a challenge all on its own. So we're able to sort of beg and borrow and steal a little bit of time from there to be able to balance our breaks out a bit better throughout the day. All righty. Well, you know what? Uh, continued success, uh, Paul, for you and, and all the kids out at Bruderheim School. I'm excited for you on this one as well. I think it's a really cool idea, and I really look forward to hearing uh, about um, the final results at the end of the school year. Yeah, you bet. All the best to you. Uh, take care. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. All right, Paul McKay out of Bruderheim School, the principal out there where they've doubled the number of recesses. Uh, some of you says... Um, I would think that this would also benefit the staff. That's from Beth. And then Trevor says, are the kids actually allowed to play or is it a hyper bubble wrap reality that we're seeing these days? No, it sounds like they're out there. They're playing. The one of them is a little more instructional. The second one is a little bit more like normal play. And they're seeing great results. They're seeing um, uh, attendance up, which is great news. They're seeing more uh, kids being more attentive in class. So we'll see. We'll see come, what is it, June? Uh, what the what the final results are. Um, but I think it's a cool idea. If you can pull it off and it's working, why not? The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.